We have mapped the moon. But do you know that we have yet to map the Great Lakes and much of the ocean floor, too? But as we uh, work to make uh, our ecosystem in the Great Lakes state uh, more stable, uh, there needs to be a better understanding about that. And uh, something that would be a, a giant step forward is mapping the lake bed. And that is the uh, subject of a bill, bipartisan, supported by Congresswoman Lisa McLean and also our next guest, Debbie Dingle, joining us live this morning. Good morning. Good morning, Guy. How are you? I'm good. So exactly <laughs> how how critical is this? Uh, every every bump, every crevasse, uh, what will it tell us about the, the lake bed that will make our uh, uh, more ecologically sound? So this is what I'm going to say. We, I mean, you know, we're spending billions and millions of dollars studying the oceans, which is great. But the Great Lake regions, which we are a part of, which has more than 20% of the fresh water in the world. It provides over $6 trillion to America's GDP. It supports 51 million jobs. And we all know how critical it is to the shipping lifeline of the country. It's got more than 200 million tons of cargo shipped through them, and we don't have a thorough understanding of their underwater environment. So what this is going to do is to give the money so that we can thoroughly explore the Great Lakes. You know, just this week again, somebody, because the water got lowered, they saw another shipwreck. You know, ancient civilizations have, you know, left their cultural imprints hundreds of feet below, and we need to know what's down there. We need to know what marine life is down there. So I think this is very late, but it is an exciting opportunity. Uh, Congresswoman, how how does the bill ensure that the mapping project takes into account the the interest and the in the perspectives of local communities and, and different industries and environmental groups that could be directly affected by the outcomes of the mapping? We will make sure that uh, the, all those processes are in place. You know, Lloyd could talk to you this morning too, but um, if the the administrator of NOAA, which is the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, is part of Commerce, and they would be conducting the high-resolution, I think it's called bathymetric mapping, on the lake beds. But um, they would also be working with EPA, and we'll make sure working with them that the lo- but they'll do this as part of their process, communicating with the local communities when they're in there when they are mapping, when they're looking at it, what they are finding. Uh, you know, I've got the Down Rivers, which has got a lot of, I'm working with a group of people right now in the Arkema Project, and there's another project on the Great Lakes Initiative that is going to uh, uh, get rid of sediment that's over there by Riverview and Trenton. Communities are worried. I'm bringing in the EPA administrator next week for a town hall meeting. So people can talk about all of these issues, and we will make sure that, that the processes they have in place are kept in place for all of these kind of projects, and they are talking to the community. I think it's fascinating, and there's been you're right, there has been some interesting things uh, regarding prehistoric communities uh, that are underwater, mm-hmm. that, uh, and, and uh, some relics from, from those, uh, I mean, past epics. So it'd be interesting to see. I want to ask you, obviously, the, the money was supposed to run out tonight. Uh, Congress yesterday averted the shutdown with a vote. Uh, Democrats joining with about half of Republicans in the House. 
to get that passed. But I think there's general agreement that this deficit spending is unsustainable long term. So where do you stand on this fiscal responsibility commission they're talking about creating? Do you think that could really have a meaningful impact? Uh, You want to know my straight truth? Most people think on the Democratic side that it's a commission to cut Social Security. We'll see what comes out of it. Uh, we do have to cut the budget. Well, not for current really... recipients, though, but we do need to have a discussion about, I mean, Social Security is going to go bankrupt in eight years, isn't it? Isn't that the forecast? Well, but, you know, so it's got to be addressed. It's got to be addressed, but it needs to be specifically addressed how do you keep Social Security strong. And the fact of the matter is, is we have already made it stronger by, you know, you know the, it, the cutting the cost of insulin to $35, the reducing I wish we were going faster, to be perfectly frank, but we Medicare will be negotiating uh, lower drug prices for Medicare prices. That's going to be an immediate saving. To It's going to lower the cost of what Medicare is costing people. Are there other things? You know, why do we cap it at, um, at a certain level? Why shouldn't billionaires and millionaires be paying more into the Social Security system? I think we need to be looking at all of these things. How do you lower the cost? of what Medicare is paying out, obviously a big part of that is lowering the cost of prescription drugs that they're paying for. But there are other things we need to be looking at that way. But there's not the will to do it. So do we need someone? You know what? I disagree that there's not the will to do it. We cannot. Do you think I'm going to let, hey, you and I are, you know, we're going to be dependent on that sooner than later. We want to make sure it's solved, but we can't let, do you know how many people you and I are a luckier guy probably than a lot of others that mm-hmm. we're not totally dependent upon just our Social Security. Do you know how many seniors in this country? We used to have a three-legged stool. So many people don't have pensions anymore. They don't have IRAs or KEOs. Social Security is all they have to live on. Uh, you know, uh, and Congresswoman, I- I'm, I'm getting kind of deja vu going back to the continued resolution I'm kind of getting deja vu because it was nearly an identical situation when, uh, you know, Speaker uh, Johnson, when they needed the Democrats, well, Speaker Kevin McCarthy, rather, needed the Democrats to pass that short-term funding extension. And then, you know, people got mad, the the, uh, motion to remove and Kevin McCarthy and all of that. So now we're going to be going through this again. Is somebody going to bring that up and we're going to have to deal with that? So it is deja vu. We were asked for the votes. We gave them the votes. I think it would have been irresponsible to have shut the government down, period. You know what I would I don't look. I'm not a member of the Republican caucus. This is a Republican caucus issue. But I think we've had enough instability in the House of Representatives. We lost weeks as they were going through what was almost embarrassing uh, as they had different candidates and they couldn't get the votes. Republicans need stable leadership. We, you know, I actually, I'm, I'm a pain in the whatever right now, to both sides of the caucus. Jim Harbaugh taught us something. He taught America that teamwork produces victors. Republicans need, all of us, by the way, Republicans and Democrats if, for the country need to be working as a team. But Republicans can't even work together as a team. And they got to figure it out. They have so many factions in there. It's hurting their caucus and it's hurting the country. Debbie, always uh, looking forward to to connecting with you. We will find out what's on the floor of the Great Lakes. Perhaps there's an alien base down there (laughs) or a a Loch Ness Monster. We shall see. Thanks for your time. Lots of good 
things. All right. Be safe, guys, in the snow.